With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. It's a live show. You could call us here in the studio at 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center, Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. And indeed, this week is all about entrepreneurship. Uh, Jam-packed lineup of guests, beginning with my good friend, Joseph Prosnitz, who has launched Upride. And uh, Joseph, you have been literally riding the entrepreneurial uh, journey uh, for the past number of years, and I know you've met a number of interesting people and had a number of interesting experiences. Joseph Prosnitz, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thank you so much, Shalom, for having me on your show. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really amazing couple of years, and I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, uh, tell us a little bit. I, I, I know entrepreneurship is is a journey in itself, and, and certainly I, I look forward to asking you a few questions about some of the experiences and the people that you've met along the way. But let's talk specifically about what you've been developing, what you've been raising the funds for, and what you're hoping to bring to market. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So Upride, which is the project I've been working on, is a bicycle accessory that takes the bicycle you already own and allows you to use it as a low-impact elliptical machine. It takes the uh, rotational pedaling of biking and turns it into the standing elliptical stride of running. It's like a bike trainer uh, that allows you to also run. And uh, I came to this because I have juvenile arthritis, and I was really struggling to get the exercise I needed. And elliptical is the most popular form of low-impact fitness. And uh, I also do uh, bicycle nonprofit work in Rogers Park. So I knew a lot about bicycles, and I saw a way to accomplish this. And uh, that kind of kicked off my journey, which has been a whirlwind. And so... Upright, obviously, uh, you you have a, a background where you've been uh, where you've been involved beyond your specific product, in in you, you've been involved in welding, you've been involved in a lot of interesting things. Does somebody to use the product uh, Upright? Do they have to have that same sort of background as you, that welding background, or can a uh, can a novice uh, take a peek at it as well? No mechanical knowledge is really required. Uh, all you need is, I mean, the initial setup takes. Uh, maybe 10 minutes, but, you know, two to five minutes to put it on your bicycle. You're not modifying your bicycle in any way. You're just clamping it in place and uh, attaching a motion conversion mechanism to your pedals, which is also just clamping to your pedals. So it's not not complicated at all. And you can actually see this whole process uh, at www.up-ride.com. That's up-ride.com. Oh, fantastic. So that sounds like something, even somebody simple like myself, my big accomplishment is changing a toilet uh, seat. It sounds like uh, like this is about as easy as, as that process, which is great. So who is this uh, targeted towards? Obviously, you shared your own experience of why 
you were using an elliptical at a young age, and it makes sense to have one, you know, to have your bike be able to turn it into an elliptical. the The idea makes sense, Joseph. But but who is this targeted towards? Who is your target customer? You know, uh, there are a lot of millions of Americans with physical challenges. There's millions of Americans with injuries. But I would say anyone who wants convenient, low impact fitness, I think uh, over half of Americans own a bicycle, and pretty much everyone wants to be in shape. Uh, I think, uh, especially in extreme climates, whether it's extremely cold or extremely hot, this is a way to get fitness when you want, where you want. You know, between picking up the kids for school or, you know, after a long day at work, instead of collapsing into the couch, maybe watching your favorite show while elliptically uh, starting your way to fitness. I (laughs) I love it. We're chatting with Joseph Prosnitz, the founder of Upride, which, of course, as you mentioned, you can find online, up-ride.com. And, uh, Joseph, you have been, uh, this has been a life's journey for you where you have been involved in a lot of volunteer activities, a lot of physical, uh, physical, uh, competitions and things like that. So it makes sense. You're, you're combining your love for entrepreneurship, your love for welding and mechanical knowledge. And, and really it's fun to watch anybody who's friends with Joseph on, on Facebook or, or, or is connected with you on LinkedIn sees all of the different events that you're participating in as you've been spreading the word and raising the funds for this entrepreneurial venture. So I want to talk a little bit, sort of zooming out, talking about entrepreneurship. Joseph, tell us a little bit about the experience, and I know you've been in this for the past few years. You're raising money right now. You're spreading the word. You're trying to develop the strategic partnerships. What advice would you have for somebody that's starting the entrepreneurial adventure on their own in 2017? What's the first step? Where do you go? And what do you have any regrets, anything that you've done along the way that maybe you could have done a little bit better? Sure. I think that uh, I wouldn't be intimidated, but I also would be pretty humble if I were to start this journey over again. I think the journey starts at Google or the library, where you have to do kind of some background research. Um, and you also have to talk with people. I think looking up, whether it's a new idea or just a service-based business, um, you know, talking with people, looking at whatever industry you're interested in, and doing that background research, um, you know, between, you know, boots on the ground and, and, you know, really understanding the pain point for your customer and also really understanding how the industry you want to get into functions. I think one of the more humbling things is it, it, it can be extremely expensive uh, to try to start a business, especially in the physical goods space. Uh, and I think you have to kind of be really prepared for a lot of the unknown unknowns where, especially if you're doing anything mechanical. But in, in general, there's just things you just will have no idea that you don't know. Maybe it's uh, insurance coverage that you need or a business license that you don't expect. Uh, you know, there's there's a number of organizations that can also advise you, whether it's the Small Business Administration, uh, which also has an organization called SCORE uh, that will provide uh, retired executives uh, to advise you. Or, you know, talking with ICNC or AmHub or all these other wonderful wonderful resources and organizations that really uh, can allow you to be successful pursuing what, what can sometimes seem uh, like an impossible dream. But I know a lot of people that make a successful career out of, uh, you know, having their own small business. My father has a small business. Um, you obviously have a small business as well. And uh, it, it's totally possible. I think it just requires a lot of grit and persistence and uh, just, you know, flexibility and willing to kind of adapt to what you're presenting with. 
uh, Jess, are there any entrepreneurs out there or uh, or people in business, I should say, that you look to as a role model? Is there anybody that you see them on TV or you read their book and you say, I want to be, I, I want to learn from this person and this is the model I want to follow? Uh, well, I modeled my company after uh, the second largest maker of bicycle components here, actually in Chicago. It's one of the 50 largest companies here. It's called SRAM. And while many people will not have necessarily heard of that, uh, their biggest competitor is Shimano. They control like 10% of the global bicycle accessory market, maybe 20 at this point. But uh, it was two brothers from Northwestern uh, that just decided to have that one-click shifter that when mountain bikes were becoming popular. And, uh, you know, you, you start with one idea and, you, you know, you, you run with it. But uh, in general, I would say Elon Musk is pretty inspiring. Uh, I, I don't pretend to be as smart as him, but, uh, you know, really doubling down uh, on a good idea and really, you know, seeing it through, even though people aren't always uh, believers, uh, really being able to see the future and making that a reality is something I think that he embodies and is really powerful. That's fascinating and inspiring. Um, and is there one part of the business that you especially love? You mentioned uh, earlier, Joseph, that there's so many different pieces of running a business. You mentioned insurance as an example. Is there one piece of the business that you just, when, you know, hopefully very, very soon, you're, uh, you, you know, the company's off the ground and, and the, you're, you're uh, manufacturing products and you have people working for you, uh, is there one piece that you're going to make sure that you're going to continue to own and be responsible for? Uh, what do you love about being a business owner? I really, really enjoy seeing, you know, uh, you know, that little sketch you drew up on a piece of paper becoming a thing, you know, whether, you know, it becomes a big business or I move on to something else. Uh, I think that I, I will want to continue to do interesting new products. And, uh, I just think it's really exciting. Um, Sometimes terrifying, but overall just incredibly satisfying and fulfilling to bring something into reality and then see other people using it and enjoying it or benefiting. That's fantastic. Joseph, we are just about out of time, um, and I appreciate you coming on the show this evening. I know our listeners can find you online at up-work.com. Up, uh, right. Uh, sorry, up-ride.com, uh, up-ride.com. Uh, be sure to check out Joseph's uh, fantastic uh, product uh, where you can learn more and find ways to contact our good friend Joseph Prosnitz. Joseph, thanks for joining us on Get Down to Business. We'll be sure to follow your progress and have you back on real soon. But speaking of entrepreneurship, I've got another entrepreneur joining me here in studio. Jeannie Warsaw is uh, going to talk to us a little bit about Mima. Don't touch that dial, Chicago. We'll be right back. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer from the WoodfieldNissan.com Traffic Center. I'm Eddie Manzano taking a look at traffic on the inbound Kennedy. Stop and go from O'Hare to downtown at 33 from Montrose 18. On the outbound to O'Hare from downtown at 49 minutes. Express lanes at 24. Inbound Ike slow from Mannheim to 9th. Thorndale to the post office at 35 from Mannheim 22. On the outbound heavy from Ashland to the Plains. Post office in Mannheim at 46 minutes to Thorndale at an hour. Inbound Stevenson, heavy from Dan Ryan to Lakeshore Drive, 55 LSD at 37 from the Tri-State at 27. On the outbound, backed up from Lakeshore to Pulaski, LSD to the Tri-State at 54 minutes to 55 at an hour and four. Inbound Dan Ryan, stop and go from 35th to the Circle, 95th to downtown at 33 minutes. And on the Tri-State southbound, the eastbound ramp to Dixie Highway is closed up until Thursday. 
It's currently 69 degrees with fair skies. Tonight, a low 54. Tomorrow, Monday, a high of 71. Next update in 15 minutes on AM 560, The Answer. Ivanka Trump made a rare live appearance on Fox and Friends. Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson. When she speaks, I just go to my happy place. That's why Jared Kushner married her, I suppose. She can speak because he doesn't. Exactly. No one has ever heard Jared Kushner speak to this day. <laughs> he just points to her. I wonder how he took his vows. No, he just nodded. I think she is uh, an asset to President Trump. Chicago's Morning Answer. Weekday mornings starting at 5 on AM 560. The Answer. I'm Pete Sikorsky, COO of Get Fresh Produce, where restaurants, grocery stores, and other food suppliers can take their pick of local, seasonal, and specialty produce. At Get Fresh Produce, our fresh thinking lets us work more efficiently and creatively so we can focus on customer needs. That's why it was an easy choice to partner with Tandem HR, who handles all aspects of our human resources. Tandem HR serves as your one-stop, high-touch HR solution. Call 630-468-9298 or visit tandemhr.com. CARES is a nonprofit social service organization who values the importance of human resource needs. CARES provides an oasis of acceptance and support to women facing unplanned pregnancy. As a nonprofit, CARES has limited resources, but by partnering with Tandem HR, they have access to so much more. If you need time to focus on running and growing your organization, call Tandem HR. Tandem HR serves as your one-stop, high-touch HR solution. Call 630-928-0510 or visit TandemHR.com. Balance nature's fruits and veggies. I've had 10 major surgeries, including three brain surgeries, and I have extreme rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and fibromyalgia. And I wanted to let him know that his balance of nature have helped boost my immune system um, so much because I'm on injectable medications for the rheumatoid, and they Mm -hmm. bring down your immune system. Since I've been taking Balance of Nature, I haven't gotten a cold, nothing. It really helped me tremendously. Good health is only a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code CHICAGO. Back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. You get on my website, ShalomKlein.com. That's where you can download podcasts from every single episode that has aired on this very program for the past three-plus years. And indeed, get a sneak peek of who will be on next week. But um, we are all about entrepreneurship, and I'm thrilled to have my next guest here in studio, Jeannie Warsa, the founder of Mima Music, uh, here uh, to talk a little bit about the journey. Jeannie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you uh, have said in the past the music represents an inner emotional journey through highs, lows, <laughs> and sometimes goosebumps. I love that quote. Oh, um, tell us your story, because there truly is a story behind every entrepreneur. Yes, definitely. So, uh, uh Music was really a passion for me as a young teen, and I went through some periods of a lot of bullying in high school, uh, and music just, I I think, really was a way for me to get over some of that bullying and just escape from everything. And so I ended up working in the music business for about 25 years, and my job was in marketing and promoting and and radio promotion with uh, artists such as Janet Jackson, 
uh, the Rolling Stones, Isaac Hayes, Tina Turner, etc. And one of the things uh, that I noticed was when you go to these concerts with these people like Janet Jackson, for instance, uh, everybody's happy and everybody's getting along and, and you see every ethnic group and every, every different culture there and it's just this power of music. And so I thought to myself, you know what? This is, I think, a great way to reach teens, but it's, even, it's an even better way to reach teens uh, in school. And decided that I would put a curriculum together where I am using music as a, as a tool, actually, a learning tool, teaching tool. It's fascinating how music is something that, as you said, uh, you know, lifts the spirits. You're talking about, obviously, and we'll, we'll get back to it in a moment, regarding uh, your work in schools. But it's interesting. I literally just had a conversation on Friday about how music therapy is, is impacting seniors uh, as well. So truly ah. fascinating uh, the, the impact that it has. So you've uncovered the power of music yes. and you have decided as a result of what you witnessed in person to dedicate uh, to dedicate your, your professional time and likely your personal time and to, my personal time, and yes. your personal time too, to uh, to creating a music program. So where is this music program? What have you been doing? What is Mima Music? It's, yeah. OK. So it started out as a pilot program, and we've been at Stone Academy in the eighth grade classes there uh, for, geez, we're going into our seventh year. That's part of Chicago Public Schools. That's part of the Chicago Public Schools. And we were at Langford uh, over in uh, Englewood last year, and we're going to be at Lawndale, uh, geez, in one week. Wow. And what we're doing is I developed a curriculum using music from the 60s and 70s because the lyrics were so powerful. And there was so much uh, sociopolitical content there. And it was a time when young people really came together uh, using music to make changes in life. And it was uh, an inspirational time. And I think music during that era really helped with some of the landmark achievements of the civil rights movement. And I I feel that today, um, maybe unfortunately, we are sort of seeing a rebirth of the civil rights movement with a lot of these protests and marches and things that are going on. Yeah, we are dealing with uh, a, a lot. Uh, you, you know, you look at, you look up right now here in the studio, we're looking at just uh, natural disasters and, yeah. and people's spirits, no doubt uh, down. And, and there's uh, you know, that has catastrophic uh, impacts on people's uh, yes. spirits. And certainly when you talk about these critical years of, of child development where, where folks are, are supposed to be spending their time learning, but yet they have so much, you're talking about some of these, some of these neighborhoods, you're talking about Englewood where you're going into in just a week, there's, it's hard to, to open a, an edition of the Chicago Tribune without seeing uh, Englewood in the news. And unfortunately not always in such good ways. You're hoping to, to change people's lives and actually change families through music. Absolutely. And you just stated it beautifully. I mean, when we are running the program in an area like Englewood and, and, and Lawndale coming up, obviously the, the uh, neighborhoods are filled with poverty um, and it's mostly African-American. And I think it's great for these kids to go back and see this music that is really a part of their culture uh, that led the way to, again, the Civil Rights Movement, the, the Civil Rights Act uh, being signed. Um, they get to see that these were heroes, uh, you know, that they can be the same too. And through this music, it can really lead them 
you know, to a better future uh, and um, make them feel better. And I think that knowing that this music occurred during that time, um, we can share what's going on today with some of the music that they're listening to, even though some of what they hear today is explicit in nature, it still is a message about what's going on. And so we can compare. We're, we're chatting with Jeannie Wars, uh, the founder uh, of Mima Music. And uh, it's a fascinating story. Uh, Jeannie, you are Jewish. And yes. uh, it must be interesting going into uh, Lawndale, as yes. an example. Uh, it's, it's on so many levels returning to roots. It's incredible. And my great-great-grandfather lived around the area and actually made um, Jewish Bible covers that had gold lettering and they were leather. But yeah, it's uh, when I walked into the building, it was fascinating because there's still Jewish stars up uh, in the corner. Um, But what, what I found so incredible was, you know, when you talk about education, both the Holocaust and the civil rights movement and or African-American um, education, you don't really see much of it being covered, even though by law schools are supposed to cover it in some sense. But I think it's generally taught in a week. And I think it's very important for both cultures to see uh, these, the, both the Holocaust and the civil rights movement because there was really a time when, when Jews and blacks got along very well. Um, and I would love for kids to see that, that that can still happen again because we're we're in a tough world today with with a lot of and what better way than with music you're yes. creating that safe space to talk about so many important things. So Jeannie, it's uh, you've got a remarkable story, a remarkable business um, where you are certainly addressing a very important issue. Yes, tell us. Let's talk a little bit about the business and okay. and let's talk about what's next. You're uh, as mm. you said. Uh, next week, another school. Another it's, school, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, you're busy. You're we're, busy. But we're what's very... your goal? Five years from now, where do you want to see Mima music? I want to see Mima all over the place, not just in CPS schools. I'd like to reach out to the suburban schools. Uh, this is a program for every ethnic group. It does not have to be just one specific category of kids. Do you see Mima taking a, uh, a retail space and maybe uh, having people come in after school? I would love love to have an after-school program with it, would love it, because we bring in all kinds of mentors that are working locally in Chicago. So we bring in songwriters, rap artists, we bring in media people, and the kids do a culminating project at the very end of the program, which runs eight weeks. And they immerse themselves in research on a social justice issue that they feel resonates with them, or, or perhaps an issue that they've experienced. And they can write a song, they can perform it live, they can uh, put together a PSA, and then we showcase all that. Um, And this is for the 8th grade kids, and the 6th and 7th graders also come and see what the 8th graders have done. So then they know next year they're going to have this opportunity. It's it's, exciting. It's just so cool because I get stopped in the hall by 6th and 7th graders when they see me running the program, they say, oh, I already know what my project is going to be. Oh, my I, goodness. I can't You're creating wait. excitement. Yeah. So uh, our listeners that are tuning in tonight, uh, learning for the first time about Mima, yes. what can they do? How how can they uh, get involved if they're involved in a school? If they're, it, what, what can, What's your call to action? Sure, sure. So uh, if you are interested in, running the, interested in running the program at your school, go to our website, www.mima-music, M-E-M-A-music.com, 
and there's an area there for you to contact us, and then we'll come out. We'll talk to you about the program. It seamlessly fits during the day, generally in a social studies class or an English language arts class, because we're analyzing lyrics. So there's a lot of different ways you can do that in both classes. And we're talking about the 60s and 70s and uh, the Vietnam War and things that went on and the protests. So it all fits in with, with those areas. That's exciting. Mima-music.org. Uh, and I, our listeners can certainly uh, read more, uh, whether yes. they're involved in a school or not. Uh, hopefully, uh, my hope is, uh, is to see Mima Music expanding uh, again into after-school programs, but also uh, not just kids. I think that you've got a message really for everybody. And as you said, creating that safe space, uh, learning from music history. There's so much to talk about. Ginny Warsaw, yes. I, I look forward to having you back on the program uh, to continue uh, this discussion because I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot about to. your successes. would love to. Coming up after the break, we're going to continue the discussion about small business. We're going to be chatting with Jeremy Smith, my good friend, uh, who was one of the founders of Spot Hero. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back after this quick break. For 22 years, he served his country in the United States Marine Corps, including a tour of duty in Vietnam. He earned two Purple Hearts, a Bronze Star and a Silver Star. And this year on Veterans Day, retired Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North is coming to Chicago for Freedom Summit 2017, November 11th at the West in Chicago Northwest. See Oliver North, Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, and many more. Get your tickets at freedomsummitchicago.com. That's freedomsummitchicago.com. Sponsored in part by Automated Systems Incorporated. Fox News Radio. I'm Steve Rappaport. Hurricane Irma taking aim at Tampa as a Category 2 storm. Mayor Bob Buckhorn imposing a curfew. The key thing for us is that we remain on the good side of the storm. If that happens, then I think the surge will be far less than it would be if it veers uh, westward and we're on the bad side of the storm. But at at this point, and and I say this uh, literally knocking on wood, Uh, The track seems to keep it on the good side of the storm. Property data firm CoreLogic estimates nearly half a million homes in Tampa Bay could be damaged by storm surges. Meanwhile, President Trump declared a major disaster in Florida. The uh, Coast Guard has been amazing already. You've been hearing what they're doing right in the middle of the storm. Uh, FEMA has been incredible. We're working very well with the governor and the other governors in surrounding states. The president also saying he plans to visit Florida soon. Fox News. We report. You decide. How can you get from here to there? We've got the answer from the WoodfieldNissan.com Traffic Center. I'm Eddie Manzano taking a look at traffic on the inbound Kennedy. Brake lights from the extension to Cumberland slow into the circle. O'Hare to downtown at 29 for Montreux 16. On the outbound at Damon, an accident blocking the left lane. From downtown to the junction at half an hour to O'Hare 54. Express lanes at 25 minutes. Inbound Ike slow from 25th Avenue to Plains. Thorndale to the post office at 32 from Mannheim 19. On the outbound, an accident blocking the left lane at Racine. Heavy from the circle. Post office of Mannheim at 30 minutes to Thorndale 43. Inbound Stevenson stop and go from Dayton Ryan to LSD. 35 from Lakeshore at 39 from the Tri-State at 29. On the outbound, backed up from Lakeshore to Pulaski. LSD to the Tri-State at 54 minutes to 55 at an hour and 4. It's currently 68 degrees with fair skies. Tonight a low 54. Tomorrow Monday a high of 71 with a low of 59. Next update in 15 minutes on AM 560 The Answer. For the past 100 years, R.B. Hayward Company has been a leader in the Chicagoland HVAC sheet metal industry. Hayward has installed ventilation systems in landmark Chicago buildings like the Field Museum and Northwestern University. In 2001, we made the decision to partner with Tandem HR, 
For the past 13 years, we have received expert assistance with our HR, payroll, and benefits functions. Outsourcing these functions to Tandem allows Hayward to focus on what we do best, serving our customers and growing our core business. If you're looking for an HR outsourcing expert, we encourage you to contact Tandem. If you need a heating, ventilating, air conditioning expert, give us a call. R.B. Hayward Company at 847-671-0400 or on the web at haywardhvac.com. Tandem HR serves as your one-stop, high-touch HR solution. Call 630-928-0510 or visit tandemhr.com. These are the best years of your life. Live your retirement dreams and get in the zone. Retirement Zone. Listen to Victor and Jonathan Ragoni of North Shore Capital Group, helping you navigate the detours of your finances. Each week, they'll share practical strategies for managing your savings so you can live an active retirement. Retirement Zone. Brought to you by North Shore Capital Group. Saturday afternoons at 4 on AM560, The Answer. North Shore Capital Group, Inc., an independent firm with securities offered through Summit Brokerage Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC and advisory services offered through Summit Financial Group, Inc., registered investment advisor. Hi, I'm Lex Howard, CEO of Balance of Nature. I occasionally take new customer calls, and too often people tell me that they have heard our advertisements for years. If Balance of Nature is not currently being delivered to your doorstep, start now and begin experiencing the benefits of Balance of Nature in your life. Call and see how you can get your free month supply. I noticed a difference in the first month. I got rid of most of my other vitamins. I feel pretty good, even though I'm an old guy, 77. I think it's doing great. I just feel good. I just believe they're really what they say they are. Good health is only a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to find out how to get your free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code CHICAGO. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, Ph.D., host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered. Thank you, Dr. Marshall. And now introducing Quantum Nutrition Labs D3 Gold. 1,000 milligrams per serving, no artificial flavors or colorings. Buy one, get one 50% off. Call now, 888-588-7578. Or visit us online, qnlabs.com. Join Dr. Bob Marshall for Healthline, Saturday morning at 10 on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business. Also, follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. Thrilled to be joined by my good friend, Jeremy Smith. Jeremy is an entrepreneur and uh, was one of the founders of Spot Hero, but he is currently off involved in so many other entrepreneurial ventures. Jeremy, welcome to Get Down to Business. Wow, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. I'm glad we're getting to chat. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I had uh, had fun visiting with you in New York where you are developing. Who knows what's next? Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> you have been involved in a lot of interesting businesses, perhaps uh, the one that our Chicago listeners over here uh, know best, uh, which is Spot Hero. And uh, But, Jeremy, you've learned a lot along the way in your, uh, in your limited years and... Uh, on, on this earth uh, about business. Jeremy, what do you see in successful business owners and that, uh, that sort of cause them to be successful? I mean, is there, is there a personality type that 
that that leads to a good entrepreneur? Uh, yeah, well, I think that there's uh, I think there's a few things that kind of shine through um, more more so than not. I would say that you, a lot of the successful entrepreneurs that I meet, they usually have a bias toward action. Uh, so they're always trying to get something done and just are not the types to just sit around and, and wait for things to happen. So you definitely find these people that, you know, a lot of that society who consider to be ADHD, they always have to have their hands in a bunch of different pots. They always want to be moving forward and making progress. I see a lot of people that are very interested in, in improvement. Uh, I think that they look at themselves and their teams as teams that start at a certain point, but then have the ability to grow and learn new skills and get better. And that's really important because you may not be the expert at something just yet, uh, but you'll eventually grow into it. Uh, I think a lot of successful entrepreneurs have a real understanding of what the core problem is. I think it's very rare. Well, I wouldn't say it's very rare, but you know, if you intimately know a certain segment of the market or you experience a problem yourself, it's very clear to just understand where the inefficiencies lie and usually where solutions are just not meeting, are not up to the standards that they should be. Uh, so I kind of see those three things all together. Um, there's a million other skill sets that really helps me to get to the, to the next level, but those are three that kind of come to mind first. Jeremy, uh so far on uh, on the show today, oh, we our, our first guest was uh, was a young man who's starting a business, uh, and he is in the phase of raising capital. A fantastic mm-hmm. idea, but uh, again, early in the stages of entrepreneurship. Our uh, our guest that that uh, we just had on the air, uh, she has a contract with Chicago Public Schools, so she had an idea and she's been able to to get the contract, and she's sort of at the next phase where she's uh, in the process of developing additional contacts to what I would call scale. Um, there's a lot of different stages in in running a business. Do you believe that? folks that are good at one stage may not be good at the next stage? Yeah, I definitely think that's the case. Um, I definitely experienced a personal situation where I felt I was much better adapted to, to help in the earlier stage where you needed to hustle, get things off the ground, uh, be able to get people excited and sell your product. Uh, I found that the next stage of our business, especially in a model where we use venture capital and we had to grow fast, the next stage of the business is much more suited toward being able to allocate capital correctly, being able to manage people. And if you're, you know, a young first-time manager, you're not a person that that skews toward that way. It's a very tough growing period because there might be skills that you've never had to use before. You know, there might be other people who have, you know, developed these skills more intimately, and these are just something that you're now trying to learn when you're also under the pressure of having to perform in a certain time period. So I definitely think that there are skill sets that are better suited at different, uh, at different stages. And that's why it's important that I think it's really important for the entrepreneur to understand that and be able to get those requisite skill sets on the team in some capacity. So if you want to stay there, you know, you need to either be the person who can do that or you need to be able to figure out how to get those skill sets on your team. Jeremy, uh, are there any uh, folks that you look up to? Who's your role model in business? Uh, I would say that I have a number of different role models. So most of the people were angel investors. Most of the people I look up to closest would be the, uh, 
the people who are angel investors in my company. Um, a few come to mind. Uh, three, which would be Sam Yagen, Troy Hedekoff, and Larry Kaplan. Um, all those three guys. So Sam uh, is a serial entrepreneur who's built some cool technology companies. He was a board member for our company and definitely a person who teaches you how to be decisive, take action. Uh, Troy is probably one of the best uh, startup mentors in the city of Chicago in technology. Um, definitely is really creative in the early stages about how to get things off of the ground, uh, figure out how to do more with less. And then Larry Kaplan is a very close friend and personal mentor who's really, I think, taught me just a lot of uh, more, a lot of a lot of life skills and has kind of helped me, you know, guide me through the next stages of my life. And, you know, for those people, I think they're people that I aspire to because I have personal relationships with them. I understand. The Jeremy, I'm, I'm going to squeeze in a really are. quick break right now, uh, but I want to have you back on in just a minute. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you answering. So everybody comes up with usual answers of, of Elon Musk or, or Steve Jobs. You came up practical answer. But Jeremy Smith will be right back with you in just a moment. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer from the WoodfieldNissan.com Traffic Center. I'm Eddie Manzano taking a look at traffic on the inbound Kennedy. Stop and go from O'Hare to downtown at 33 from Montrose 18. On the outbound to O'Hare from downtown at 49 minutes. Express lanes at 24. Inbound Ike slow from Mannheim to 9th. Thorndale to the post office at 35 from Mannheim 22. On the outbound heavy from Ashland to the Plains. Post office in Mannheim at 46 minutes at Thorndale at an hour. Inbound Stevenson heavy from Dan Ryan to Lakeshore Drive. 55 LSD at 37 from the Tricet at 27. On the outbound backed up from Lakeshore to Pulaski. LSD to the Tricet at 54 minutes to 35 at an hour and four. Inbound Dan Ryan stop and go from 35th to the Circle. 95 to downtown at 33 minutes. And on the Tri-State southbound, the eastbound ramp to Dixie Highway is closed up until Thursday. It's currently 69 degrees with fair skies. Tonight, a low 54. Tomorrow, Monday, a high of 71. Next update in 15 minutes on AM 560, The Answer. CARES is a nonprofit social service organization who values the importance of human resource needs. CARES provides an oasis of acceptance and support to women facing unplanned pregnancy. As a nonprofit, CARES has limited resources, but by partnering with Tandem HR, they have access to so much more. If you need time to focus on running and growing your organization, call Tandem HR. Tandem HR serves as your one-stop, high-touch HR solution. Call 630-928-0510 or visit TandemHR.com. I'm Pete Sikorsky, COO of Get Fresh Produce, where restaurants, grocery stores, and other food suppliers can take their pick of local, seasonal, and specialty produce. At Get Fresh Produce, our fresh thinking lets us work more efficiently and creatively so we can focus on customer needs. That's why it was an easy choice to partner with Tandem HR, who handles all aspects of our human resources. Tandem HR serves as your one-stop, high-touch HR solution. Call 630-468-9298 or visit TandemHR.com. Over 70 million Americans have unhealthy blood pressure levels. Are you one of them? Introducing Berkeley Life, a 100% drug-free, cardiologist-recommended supplement to help maintain normal, healthy blood pressure while supporting energy and vitality. Now, for a limited time, try Berkeley Life free. Call 800-898-7698. A key to maintaining healthy blood pressure is your body's nitric oxide levels. Berkeley Life helps to boost nitric oxide levels naturally. The breakthrough is from a discovery which won a Nobel Prize in medicine on nitric oxide levels in the bloodstream. Berkeley Life includes free saliva testing 
strips to see your levels instantly. Now there is a supplement you test yourself and can see it's working. In a consumer study, 91% felt healthier after taking Berkeley Life for just three weeks. Here's Dan, an actual Berkeley Life user. The supplements are easy to take, more energy, more clarity. I don't have to worry about my blood pressure levels anymore. And the results are fantastic. Get your free 30-day supply. Call 800-898-7698. Just pay shipping and handling. 800-898-7698. 800-898-7698. Results may vary. Been learning a lot from uh, Jeremy Smith. Uh, Jeremy, you've, uh, as I mentioned right before we went to break, you uh, you, list, you named off without hesitation who your role models are in business. One of them, a, uh, a personal mentor and uh, and friend, but uh, but also uh, two other names. Really, really fascinating, and I can't wait to look up uh, all three of those individuals. And I'm sure our listeners will be doing the same. But Jeremy, you are, uh, I view you as, as a role model. You, you recognize your own limitations in business and, uh, and that's allowed you that I think has made you a better person. And, and I know that there's a lot more in store in terms of entrepreneurship and, and, uh, commitment to the business community. Jeremy, let's zoom out, uh, perhaps just a little bit and, and talk about you, uh, pre, uh, your last venture, uh, Jeremy, did you ever imagine in a million years, uh, growing up as a kid that you'd end up, uh, becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, yeah, I actually knew at a young age that I wanted to be a business owner. Um, I don't think I ever equated that to being an entrepreneur in tech, per se, but I always had this inclination that I always thought it would be fun to be you know, the person running an organization and uh, doing business. I always thought money was fun. I thought it was cool to go sell, but I had no idea what entrepreneurship was. Uh, and I've been very fortunate that in later time in my life that I took action on it and made something, made something happen. That's awesome. Uh, and I've been asking this of our other guests on the program as well, but what parts of being in business do you, did you enjoy? And, uh, and what parts uh, sort of, if you could do it again, you would have handed off a lot sooner? Great question. So the first one, just to make sure I understand correctly, the first, the first part of the question is what again? Uh, what what part of, of being in business uh, did you did you love that that sort of excited you to jump out of bed every morning and run into the office because you were just excited to uh, to roll up your sleeves and, and and do it? Which which parts of the business? Uh, I just I, well, there were a number of ones. I say on the highest level, I always loved learning new skills, and so the ability to come in and work on a tough challenge every day meant that I was going to face all different types of obstacles. So that was something that uh, that was something that really got me going. I said more specifically, I love the ability to choose the people that were working on our team. So the recruiting functions of the organization, the selling, getting to put your be the face for the company and be out and about trying to get people excited about what you're doing was great because it was the intersection of sales, people, and kind of uh, you know an exciting new business idea. And in terms of the things that I would have handed off, uh, you know, I think I would have recognized, I think if I would have gone back, I would recognize that some of the uh, some of the more operational and really key vital skills to the organization, things like uh, administration and uh, financials, like accounting, I would have found organizations like, you know, I would have found organizations and people that could, that were, are much more interested in that and much better at that and let them go on to run with it. feel like I could have doubled down and used my skill really from sales to, be more effective for the business because that's where I wanted to be. That's where I got more excited. And if you're working in an area that you're not that good at and you don't really care that much about, 
actually doesn't really add that much value to the organization. Everybody talks about uh, making money in business. What about yeah. the philanthropy and the and the ability to give back and use your time? I, I view tonight. You're, you're sharing a lot of great advice with soon-to-be entrepreneurs. Uh, how important is that in business? And where have you been involved as a uh, as a volunteer? What organizations are you passionate about? Uh, awesome question. So, uh, philanthropy and giving back is so crucial as an entrepreneur because everybody that been a successful entrepreneur understands no there's no such thing as a self-made person it does not exist okay entrepreneurs successful people they're all created on the backs and shoulders of other unbelievable people so once you understand that you have a responsibility now to make sure that you're giving back and helping out in ways because there are other people that help you get there um in terms of the ways that i was giving back there's I was very heavily um, affiliated in the Chicago uh, tech community, and so I always made it my I, – I, the approach that I kind of took was if I found entrepreneurs that were willing to go the extra, extra distance, to hustle hard, to, you know, be out there, out and about, not the people just saying, I've got an app and idea, and, like, you know, I'm thinking about it. I wanted to talk to the people who were out actually putting their ideas to work, and so I made sure that I put my time in on the side to – coach them to help them to make introductions. And I was a little bit more selective, at least later on, about how I allocated those times. Uh, in addition to that, I also made sure that, you know, there's still those other people that I may not be able to give as much time to because time of the day is limited. I always hosted uh, events at our office once a month where people wanted to meet me, could get together. And really what happened is a great way for other people to meet each other and, you know, helping build those conversations, connections, and networks I think it was one of the more important ways that I was able to at least give back. That's awesome. Jeremy Smith, uh, again, one of the founders of, of Spot Hero, uh, interesting Chicago-based company. Uh, but, Jeremy, you're now off living in New York City, but you still consider uh, Chicago home? I would say Chicago is always going to be my home. Um, you know, I've got a lot of family and friends there. Uh, it was the city that, you know, really helped make me the person that I am. Um, I think it's also important that at all times in somebody's life that they get different, they get different perspectives and try different things. And kind of where I stand at the moment, but you know, I, I have such a love for Chicago. You know, I've got so many people that I care about. There's so much great talent out there. There's so many hardworking people, and it's a very like it's a very key part of who I am. That's awesome, Jeremy. We really appreciate you joining us uh, here on the program and uh, sharing your expertise with our listeners. I know folks can uh, can certainly find you on on LinkedIn and uh, and uh, Jeremy, come back and visit us real soon, and we'll be following uh, any business or any nonprofit that you're involved in. Please uh, don't be a stranger to us. Uh, we'd love to stay in touch. Sounds great. We will too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking about advice, I'm going to be chatting about eight best practices for managing uh, your late employees. That's something that every business, uh, every business owner, every manager deals with. Uh, tips from our good friends at Tandem HR. You can find them online, tandemhr.com. Or give them a call, 630-928-0510. 630-928-0510. And we'll be right back with those tips after this quick break. If you did not purchase health insurance coverage during the 2017 open enrollment, I can help you purchase a PPO health insurance plan at any time during the year. This is Tom Mirabali, your health insurance advocate and independent producer for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois and other health insurance carriers. 
If you are between the ages of 19 and 64, you are automatically paying for maternity coverage whether you want the coverage or not. If you are a non-smoking 50-year-old male or female living in the city of Chicago, the monthly premium rate for a 100% tax-deductible health savings account PPO plan would be $590 per month. But I can show you how to eliminate the mandatory maternity benefit and lower your monthly premiums down to approximately $240 per month. To see if you qualify or for more information, call me, Tom Marabali, at 630-863-3477. That's 630-863-3477. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. Oh, I had my joints all ached. My fat and nerve was really bad. Like 10 hours, my eyes were so tired and heavy and almost burning. And then when I woke up in the morning, there was this nagging pain. I mean, it hurt to open them. And just in a week, like, I don't have the nagging pain anymore. My joints stopped hurting, and I'm in wood season. I'm lugging wood right now, and I'm not hurting. So that's, like, amazing for me. I'm usually really suffering. It's pretty effective. And so now, like I said, my husband and I are both taking it, and he even said his joints aren't aching as much, and he's feeling better. Good health is only a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code CHICAGO. And now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. So managers everywhere deal with employees that arrive to work late. That happens. Life happens. Unfortunately, a regularly late employee affects company productivity and morale and does not make for a very reliable employee. How can managers successfully rein in the, that habit and nip that habit in the bud or deal with a habitually late employee Obviously, you have to address the issue. You don't ignore the offense. Address it immediately. Simply ask the employee why he or she is late. If you're sending the message that tardiness is overlooked or even acceptable, then the employee might uh, might not uh, divulge that reason. You should likely refer them if you have an HR department. You should probably address it that way. But certainly have the discussion. Find out what's going on. An HR department is usually designed to help employees deal with personal and professional issues in a confidential setting. You want to determine if the tardiness is an uncharacteristic behavior. Um, And because even the best employees are late sometimes, everyone gets stuck in traffic, misses an alarm, or has a child care issue from time to time. The important thing is that the employee is not habitually tardy and understands that tardiness is unacceptable. And if he or she... Uh, makes that into a habit, then you both need to work on a solution. You need to be flexible within reason. This is especially important if an employee is otherwise productive, effective, and valued. You do not need to lose a talented employee if there's a simple solution that can make everyone happy. Consider changing that employee's hours to accommodate their schedule. Keep in mind, however, that if you're flexible with an employee, you have to be reasonably flexible with others as well. You want to allow the employee to suggest a solution. If the employee is able to offer a workable and reasonable solution, then they'll most likely be able to stick with that solution. If it works for them, it was their idea. And you want to make sure that your attendance policy is in your employee handbook. 
You'll have no basis for disciplinary action if the employee did not receive notice of the attendance policy in the first place. It has to be in writing and accessible. Your employee handbook is the perfect location for that policy, and you have to document everything. Document each instance of tardiness and the reason the employee was late. This is especially important when the employee is a low performer and disciplinary action may be necessary. You want to be specific about dates, times, and all conversations you may have had with that employee about tardiness, and you have to enforce the rules consistently. You can ignore a high performer and punish others for the same offense. It will have a negative impact on your team morale. It also puts the company at risk for unfair employment practices, and you have to set a good example with your own punctuality. Punctuality. Uh, Behind uh, the arrival at work, you have to make uh, being punctual a habit. You have to show up to meetings on time and even a few minutes early. This shows employees that you respect and value their time and expect the same courtesy. And if you can benefit from some additional HR support, management coaching, I would encourage you to contact our friends at Tandem HR today. Tandem HR is a Chicago area professional employer organization, a PEO, providing hundreds of businesses with custom, high-touch human resource solutions. They also help clients save time and money while growing their business by taking on the administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, tax administration, regulatory compliance, and risk management. That's a mouthful because, indeed, it is a handful to be dealing with all of those issues. You should not be going at it alone. Check out their website, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. And speaking of websites, get on my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download uh, the episode from today's show, where you had such fantastic guests like Joseph Prosnitz from Upride, um, Jeannie Warsaw, from Mima Music, Jeremy Smith, from formerly of Spot Hero, uh, a show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You will not want to keep this for yourself. Share it with your friends, post it on Facebook, uh, and make sure others are finding out about our weekly program, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We air every Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. So check out my website, follow me on Twitter. There's some great events coming up that you don't want to miss. Post all of it on my blog and on my social media. And you can always contact me if you know a small business owner that you think should be profiled on this program. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on M560, The Answer. Let Tandem HR be your single source solution. Tandem HR will tailor their services to address your specific business challenges. Wouldn't it be nice to have an HR expert in your office? Hi, I'm Bruce Leon. As founder of Tandem HR, I understand the challenges of running a small to mid-sized business. Health insurance, 